Welcome to this week's edition of Ocean Allison, where I bring you the best in ocean science, education, and conservation through conversations with people who are creating positive change for the ocean. This Ocean Allison podcast episode is brought to you by Kraken Sports, manufacturing high-quality scuba diving photo and video equipment, including my personal favorite, their universal smart housing. This durable aluminum dive housing allows you to use your smartphone to take photos and videos while exploring the underwater world. With a vacuum sealing system, a built-in dive computer, and a variety of lens and light options, it's the perfect product for the ocean adventurer on the go. Visit krakensports.ca to learn more. And now to this month's episode of Ocean Allison Podcast. This episode's ocean advocate is Jack Fishman. Jack is the community conservation officer at Project Aware, inspiring scuba divers around the world to become involved in ocean conservation efforts. Hi, Jack. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Allison. It's really cool to be here. Yeah, I'm super excited to have Mr. Fishman on the Ocean Allison podcast, right? Your name is amazing, <laughs> just in relation <laughs> yeah, to the absolutely. ocean, especially because yeah. Jack is a fish and then <laughs> Fishman. So definitely maybe one of the best names I've had on the podcast so far. <laughs> but for yeah, sure. I'm super excited to have you on the show. Listeners, to give you guys a little bit of background on how Jack is joining us today on the podcast. For the last several years, he's not currently, and we'll get into that in a little bit, but for the last several years, he's been working in the Florida Keys, doing really awesome ocean conservation work um, in relation to scuba diving. So just kind of being in the South Florida region, we have you know, had a lot of mutual friends and kind of met through those connections in the scuba diving and ocean conservation world. He's now working for Project Aware, which is the kind of sister nonprofit to Patty, Patty the Professional Association of Diving Instructors. For any of you listeners that are scuba divers, you've definitely heard of Patty. And those of you that haven't heard of Patty, you know, definitely check them out because they're <laughs> they're pretty much the best scuba diving company uh, certification company to go with. So that's how Jack and I got connected, and uh, we've started working more closely together now that I do work for Patty as well, and he does work for Project Aware. So yeah. we're doing lots of collaborations. So I wanted to have him on the show today to share a lot about his story and his passion because he's got a lot of passion for the ocean. Also, yeah, share about his work in the Florida Keys as well as his work currently with Project Aware. So Jack, I want to start out by asking you, and this is this is a, a question I like to ask most of my guests when they come on the show, the first question, because it's just so fundamental. Where did your passion and connection to the ocean really stem from? You know, was it early on as a little kid? Was it a little bit later on? Where did that total infatuation with the ocean come from? Uh, great question, Allison. <laughs> um, so much like other people, um, my passion inherently started when I was quite young. If it wasn't for just my name alone and uh, having <laughs> fate decide most of my paths in life, if I like to say so myself, my parents and my family comes from a pretty hefty uh, diving background um, with diving experience actually totaling more than about uh, 100 years worth um, if you combine all of that, my family alone. Uh, my parents, having been diving since the 70s and taking their first steps underwater, water in the Bahamas and one of those aqua treks. Um, my dad fell in love with the water and soon as I grew up, I never really had much of a choice, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> so we would uh, vacation to an island called Bonaire as a family. That was our shtick. 
we were going since about 1995 and pretty much as long as I can remember, uh, the ocean had always been a close point in my life. Back when my parents would drop me off at a daycare and I'd be learning about fish and Caribbean tropical fish to finally when I was ready to take my first SEAL team adventures um, at eight years old and diving in a pool, putting on that tank and feeling what it was like to breathe underwater for the first time. I knew that being a fish was something more than just a name for me. It was something that truly meant that and it goes well beyond just the conservation side. Uh, diving and being involved in, in the ocean um, had been a process which allowed me to, one, physically be fundamental free from impulses and all sorts of different ties to land. Um, I could move in any which way I wanted underwater and always know that I was doing something right and never uh, being all over the place as I was an energetic young fellow. Um, but taking that experience and being able to not only – uh, be comfortable under the water and, and know that I was supported by my family and know that I could be in an industry where people were really excited about this and surrounded by that excitement. I was also able to see over the course of many years um, the state and changes of a reef over time. I was able to see the reefs in Bonaire go from what they were considered to be in the early and late 90s all the way to the 2000 and here we are 2018 to monitor that over time. It's a very, very profound change that I was able to see just growing up. And I always ask myself, I wonder why that coral head I used to see all the time just isn't as shining as much anymore. I wonder why it's not as green, especially as a young kid. These questions really drove me to ask more questions for which I ended up doing a lot of reading and a lot of uh, researching and talking to different people about why that might be. Uh, and as I grew to an adult, I knew that was something that more than just a question pondering in my mind. I knew it was a desire to learn about why the environment was changing around me, how I was witnessing this, and if other people were experiencing this as well. So I brought a level of personal experience that really drove me to meet others who are experiencing similar things and ask them the questions what they thought and how they experienced and differed from mine own. So that really led to a different level of trips and um, outward experiences that allowed me to learn more about uh, the reef state over time, about some of the human factors and pollution and things like that that would affect uh, a reef's health. And mm -hmm. that is really what drove my passion. And so scuba diving is obviously the skill set that enables you to do that for the most part. And I just want to go back to what you said about your, your SEAL Team program, right, when you were a little kid. For listeners, if you don't know what SEAL Team is, it's essentially Patty's youth scuba diving program. You can, you know, become a SEAL Team member and that allows you to go scuba diving in a swimming pool, you know, with, obviously with lots of instructors and supervision and all that. But yeah, like Jack said, it allows you to actually put that regulator in your mouth and go beneath the surface of the water and breathe right so um, from there all the way till now you obviously scuba diving is the tool and the skill set that you use to do most of your work and at least inspire most of your work although that's the case um, I was a little bit surprised to learn that you um, your degree and your college degree which you earned from College of Charleston was actually in hospitality and tourism and mm -hmm. knowing you now it makes you know makes a lot of sense based on the position that you're in and the skill sets that you have in that kind of area what inspired you at the time though to you know not go into marine biology which is you know what i studied i think what many you know oceanography marine biology what many that love the ocean they go into that so what inspired mm -hmm. you to go into hospitality and tourism as opposed to a marine science? Absolutely. Uh, that's a really good question. So 
for me, um, I'd grown up around the marine biology world. I'd taken many different courses in college that reflected marine biology, including um, study abroads that allowed me to learn field experience and to learn different species names and to learn the interactions between humans and the environment. And what ended up inspiring me most was the level of human interaction that um, we are responsible for when we're in a marine environment, when we're in an ocean area, um, what that means to us. I knew, you know, as I briefly mentioned when I was growing up a young kid, I was quite an energetic young fellow. So for me, you know, the idea of being in a lab per se was something that I thought was really fascinating to learn about all these amazing facts of the ocean. But I knew that physically speaking, it would be a tough call for me to be stuck in an area where I would be learning as opposed to being out in the field and helping people um, drive people towards this in a firsthand experience. So what I started exploring in college was ways to actually bring people to the table so that I could tell them stories, so that I could bring them to as close of an experience as what I was able to learn growing up so that they could experience the same thing. I knew that for me it was all about the human interaction, the human element, uh, and that while at the same time it's important to understand that we are, of course, huge, if not the source of the problem for uh, degrading marine environments and for issues that we're facing right now in our oceans. But at the same time, we also are that same level of solution. We can be a solution to this problem. And I knew that I wanted to be able to take that experience and that passion I have for understanding that better and bring that to a human interaction level. So I studied um, hospitality and tourism with a focus in ecotourism to understand the value that humans can have when they're going on vacation, to understand what their hopes and desires might be when they're going uh, traveling or interacting in ocean environments, or why people would want to go to some places as opposed to others. What characteristics do they have that makes them attractive? I wanted to understand that to the best of my ability so that when I was ready, I could help people find the best choices and the best places to go so that they could experience the maximum level of of conservation action, or they could see a reef that was truly healthy because they were making choices based on education rather than just a pretty beach that they saw in their mind and they wanted to explore it. So for me, I really was able to connect people with their own passions, with their own desires to go on scuba diving adventures, um, to find ways to actually bring them into the fray and introduce them to people who are doing amazing work in labs and in the field. I knew that if I could help them understand the the roles that they were playing in labs where people who, you know, everyday folks may not always understand what someone's doing behind a microscope or what someone's doing to really work for our oceans and help them understand it in ways that are actually more relatable, then that was of value to us. And I really felt that that was the key um, was to bring people into the fray in an educated manner instead of just abusing the resources we had, but actually using them strategically so that people could experience them in the best possible manner so that they would want in their turn to take action and protect marine environments as well. Mm -hmm. So through all that, I really worked hard to find programs that were friendly for people to do something on their vacation instead of just going from point A to point B. Why not include point C? And during that time, you leave the ocean better than you found it. That was my goal, is to find a way that people could enter an ocean environment and instead of just always worrying about them and their negative impact, they could actually leave their dives or leave the ocean at that point in time knowing they made it a better place for all. And that was really what drove me. That's, I mean, that's amazing that you had that insight, that age, at the college age, that you had that insight too. Like, yeah, I love learning about the ocean and I love the ocean. What's really going to make the biggest impact, you know, in your eyes and with your, you know, background and skill set was like, let's go towards the people that are interacting with the ocean. So I, that's amazing that you had that insight. And I, I think, you know, it really 
like I said, knowing you now, it makes so much sense that, you know, yeah. that that's the path you took and, and the position that you're in now and, and what you've done previously. It kind of fills in the holes of like, how's Jack so good at this? Or how does Jack know about this? Or, you know, uh, stuff like that. So, right. so from there, you know, you, after studying hospitality, ecotourism, you got an internship with Reef, the Reef Environmental Education Foundation, which is located in Key Largo, Florida. Like you were just talking about, you know, finding ways to bring people into experiences when they do go on vacation, or they do want to interact with the ocean in, in a as positive way as possible, yeah. not only interacting well, but also, you know, making it better than when they left. I think that Reef was probably a really perfect fit for you at the time. Can you kind of describe what Reef is fundamentally and then maybe yep. describe a bit of like what you did there? Yep, of course. Um, Reef is an amazing uh, grassroots nonprofit. They are the world's largest fish surveying database. What that means in a mouthful is um, they are the ones who help identify the number of species of fish throughout the world, the plentiful um, species and the identification of of concentrations of fish species on reefs and throughout the world. So what they've done is they've broken up the world into different regions that identify key species and variations in, in actual types of fish that you'd find, let's say, compared to a Pacific fish to a Atlantic Caribbean fish. You'd know that you wouldn't necessarily find the same species or you'd find similar fish, but they created tangible materials that you can take on dives to actually write down what you're seeing, which not only makes dives more enjoyable, but it allows you to actually be a part of a citizen science program, the world's largest uh, fish identifying citizen science program on every dive that you'd so choose. Um, all you'd simply do is write down the fish that you see and according in a very simple manner, you find more than one and identify that and then share that with their database. And over um, the past, you know, about 25 years that they've been operating since the 90s, yeah, you would find that they have made a huge splash in terms of identifying which areas of reefs um, are more prevalent with bigger or smaller fish to help legislation and governments identify which species need to be protected and where. Um, they're really making huge headway in terms of uh, protecting fish species across the world and also helping legislation identify exactly, as I mentioned, um, which ones should be taken care of based on their abundance. So um, it's a really cool program. It's really easy to get involved. You can do it while snorkeling. You can do it while diving. It really um, brings into that passion of learning about fish and seeing more in your dives. It's true that if you're going diving and you see all these pretty things you're looking at, it's so cool. Look at all the pretty colors and everything and including the fish. Um, but if you start to know what you're looking at, you will actually see more in your dives. And it really drives forth a, a more engaging manner, especially for diving, especially for being in the water. And uh, personally, for me, it's basically like someone on a PA system now. Every time I see a fish, it just announces the species and the uh, scientific name in my head. Can't get it away, but it's one of the parts of me that I kind of welcome the most because I like being able to identify what I see on the reef and sharing that with others. It really makes it for an engaging experience. Yeah, I actually, when I did an internship in Indonesia, while I was doing um, my undergrad degree, we did some reef surveys and I really enjoyed it. And I, you know, it was really the first time I learned about reef and it was really amazing to learn like, wow, there's been, I don't actually know the number, but tens and tens of thousands of these surveys done all over the world, um, you know, just like I was doing while scuba mm -hmm. diving and getting long-term data sets of the abundance of different fish, which is really really important like you said for informing policy and, and protection and, and all that so what was your role at reef what were you focused on i was just uh, simply an intern at the time um, when i was at reef and that was in spring of 2015 
during that time, my role was to help with some administrative tasks to help to understand the database and, and field calls from uh, individuals about um, their inquiries about the Fish ID books and about you know submitting data on Fish ID and also teaching and educating the public and communities about fish identification and the value of understanding what you're seeing in your own community and environment. So a lot of those skills were taken um, throughout the world to help me then identify fish in every region of the world because once you can kind of take a picture of, of a certain family of fish, you can say, oh yeah, that's uh, that's going to be a grunt, that's going to be a grouper. Uh, you may not in, know the species at that moment, but that excitement of knowing that you should go look up in the book and see what's going on is, is a really powerful tool for us to know that there are things that we can use to enhance our experiences while being in an ocean environment. Definitely. And listeners, if you are a snorkeler or a scuba diver and you want to check out Reef, learn more about it, get involved. Um, like Jack said, it's you know the largest citizen science reef fish ID organization in the world. So if you want to get involved with that, you can just visit reef.org. That's R-E-E-F.org. Um, after you listen to this podcast, I highly recommend it. And then so Jack, from there, you stayed in Key Largo, Florida for quite some time after getting that internship with Reef and applied you know, those skills, all the skills we've already talked about that you had to um, working with Rainbow Reef Dive Center as mm -hmm. their marine conservation coordinator, as well as a paddy dive instructor. During your time working at Rainbow Reef as their marine conservation coordinator, what was your your main goal? Well, I'll just kind of uh, quickly abridge this part. Where I started was the enthusiasm and passion for educating others about marine environments and using scuba instruction as a main tool to bring people into the realm of scuba diving while also simultaneously making them a conservation and ocean ambassador oriented individual or group. So I knew that there was a very powerful tool to give people the keys to the kingdom to enter the ocean environment safely and also to understand what their responsibility was because they now had access to it. So that was a natural um, integration from involvement from that level of teaching into taking this beyond just teaching individuals and teaching groups when I was assigned to because that was my role as a scuba instructor. I was thinking, well, this is such a successful way to see people's passion evolve in front of my eyes, including above and below the waves when it comes to ocean conservation and being a, a prudent scuba diver, then I knew that there had to be a more efficient way of taking this into the field and making this larger on a grander scale. I knew that I was fully capable of teaching individuals in small groups, but I wanted to see what was capable of, of taking this to a community level and bringing this to more than just us, but involving other centers as well, taking the staff to another level and also seeing where we could take this from a higher organizational value. So what I discovered is that instructors are genuinely pretty passionate people when it comes to scuba instruction. So for the most part, if you are a prudent instructor, you might be looking for ways to increase the level of enthusiasm that you have for scuba diving. Because believe it or not, after 2,000 dives in the same reef, things can get mundane sometimes. And it's only human to recognize that. And if you are a scuba instructor and you are in a prevalent area, and you probably are doing it because you love what you do, and we encourage that and we want to find ways to keep loving what we do and make it more exciting for everyone around us. So um, what I was looking for is a couple ways to make the staff more excited about coming into work every day, um, to show customers that there are better reasons to go diving than just to look at pretty things, but to make a, a different level of splash for themselves, and also for myself to see what I could challenge myself and the community to do by taking on some new programs from the marine conservation world that I had grown up around and also had participated in with a number of internships. So with all of that together, it came to a natural uh, – central point uh, with Project AWARE's Adopt Site program. 
Project Aware uh, capitalized on the idea that if you love a place, you'll protect it. And that's certainly something that resonates with all of us. At the end of the day, you can work as hard as you want to and you can make a splash in your own community. But unless you truly care about that and you have personal reasons of why you want to make a difference, beyond just the idea of doing good for the community and doing good for others, which a lot of people are doing very wonderful things for, if you truly love a place, you will go above and beyond to see that through. And so in the Florida Keys, we truly love the reefs that we dive. Otherwise, you wouldn't have spent 2,000 dives <laughs> on a time in the same mm-hmm. place. There's always ways to find new nuances and discover new things and learning about fish and learning about other issues definitely helps with keeping that uh, alive. So for us, um, being able to take certain dive sites that we visited and assign them to certain staff so that their job was to go and dive that area knowing full well that they were responsible for the cleanliness of that site, for removing things that aren't supposed to be there from human interaction like marine debris and actually being aware of the problems and and solving them in front of the customer's eyes and their own, it gave them tasks and a purpose that previously wasn't as prevalent before. So now staff were jumping and eager at the chance to go and dive at these sites that were their sites that they loved, that they loved diving. And they had all the reason in the world to go there now because they knew that they were making a difference for that specific dive site. And of course, that was a wonderful program that we started with as a dive center. But we didn't just start with one. We actually ended up tackling more than about 20 of them because we have a large staff at Rainbow Reef. And we knew that if we captured as many as we could, that people would want to make a difference. And with about 65 staff at the time, and we certainly didn't have the uh, level of participation I was hoping for. I mean, 25 sites or, you know, that's only about, uh, let's say, 30 to 40 percent of what we were actually hoping for. So I thought that was more of a failure. But other people around us were quite thrilled with the amount of participation that we were we were engaging in. And people were diving and going to their sites and removing marine debris. And we were reporting that data to Project Aware's database as well to not only uh, make a difference immediately in front of the customer's eyes, but to document over time um, some of the issues that were being faced in the Florida Keys and developing a better picture for all to understand what that means. And so we took that program um, that the staff got engaged and really brought it to something more simplified that the public can get involved with. We knew that we could take our dive boats, because they are mobile, outside of the normal locations and discover things that we hadn't seen before. That we could go on a drift dive and actually discover not only new dive sites, but new species and new um, experiences as well. Finding debris that isn't supposed to be there, looking for places that we wouldn't normally go simply because we were on a mission, on a treasure hunt, if you will, to discover these marine debris issues. And that led us to some amazing dive experiences, to see um, new places that I never thought I would see in the Florida Keys, and to show customers the value of not just going um, with the grain, but actually exploring beyond their comfort zone and getting training appropriately for it. So every time we conducted these programs, we would also conduct proper training to make sure people knew the value of what their actions were doing, to make sure they weren't removing things that were supposed to belong to the reef at this point. And of course, always, always, always to make sure we were leaving the reef a better place than we found it, to never go ahead and destroy more than we could ever imagine to, but instead to remove things that aren't supposed to be there, do so safely and prudently, so that we could then have a successful dive experience that we could share with others over time. Over what amount of time were you actually able to, you know, you and your team at Rainbow Reef after adopting these dive sites and cleaning them up so much, over what amount of time were you actually able to remove over a thousand pounds of marine debris from the Florida Keys reefs? Uh, when we first started this program, it was certainly a endeavor for us. Um, we were looking at a lot of unknown sites and some uh, new um, areas to explore. 
Within the first three months, we ended up removing close to 1,000 pounds of debris after discovering some of these sites just outside of the uh, protected areas. Uh, and again, it's important to note that most of the Florida Keys area that you will be able to dive in is a sanctuary, but there are some specific areas called specially protected areas or spa zones. And in and around those areas, there's seldom to be found a lot of debris because they're well enforced. But if you were to go simply just outside of a specially protected area where some fishing might be allowed or some areas, you'd encounter different issues that you would only have thought about should you had uh, planned for such an action. And that's where we ended up finding most of our debris. Um, a lot of anchors, a lot of fishing rope and line, things that were discarded over time, even pieces of boats, if not a full one, we found a couple times. And throughout the uh, um, mission after the first three months, we ended up removing something like 8,000 pounds of debris through the first year of successful actions. Wow, that's amazing. Obviously, that's, you know, so impressive that you were able to visualize kind of, you know, this much larger, like, let's make this a huge thing, you know, let's not just adopt one dive site. First of all, let's not just go diving or teach others to dive, but let's mm -hmm. adopt a dive site, let's adopt 25, and let's get everybody involved, and let's collect 8,000 pounds of marine debris in a year. It's amazing that you had that vision, and clearly, you know, many people thought that it was amazing because Patty, again, listeners, the Professional Association of Diving Instructors, actually made you a Patty Ambassadiver. Essentially, mm -hmm. that's, you know, their clever way of saying ambassador, um, ambassadiver. What was that like for you when Patty approached you with we want you to be a patty ambassador because of all of the amazing positive change that you're creating i'd like to tell that short story if possible because it was one of uh, a truly amazing experience in my life and in 2016 after learning about the ambassador program and, and being inspired by some of these very incredible and hard-working individuals in the dive community i knew that that was definitely a goal of mine to work with our community in the Florida Keys, to work with more dive centers, to see the level of collaboration that would be worthy of such a title. And so when I went to DEMA that year, um, I approached the international branding coordinator of Patia, Katie Thompson. Just really quick, listeners, DEMA is the Diving Equipment and Marketing Association, and it's essentially like the world's largest scuba diving conference symposium where you know scuba divers from all over the world companies organizations certifying agencies come together and have a big conference so um yeah jack continue yeah absolutely so um with that uh, professional level uh, convention um i knew that there was an opportunity to to inform patty and to get people involved uh informed what we were doing in florida after uh, you know working with project to wear so closely um they had worked really hard to get more attention for us and also I knew that becoming ambassador was definitely a dream of mine. So after a uh, in-depth conversation with uh, Katie Thompson, um, high up marketing director of Patty, um, as well as some of the leaders of Project Aware, I explained to them what I was hoping to accomplish and what we were doing in the Keys and what really had evolved just beyond my actions, but really took an entire team effort. It was a lot and hugely in part thanks to the efforts um, of the staff at Rainbow Reef, to the passionate people in the Florida Keys community, and to all those in the dive industry who supported the work that we were doing. Um, so once I told them that story, I hoped that in the future that would be a role or a title that I would receive. A uh, little beknownst to me, unbeknownst, um, I was um, actually at, in attendance at the first inaugural ambassador uh, ceremony as they were announcing the names and giving them the titles as well. And um, I was standing off to the side, and um, lo and behold, towards the end of that uh, session, they called my name out. <laughs> and I certainly was not prepared in any shape or form to receive that honor. But sure enough, they were excited enough for the work they were doing. 
they actually announced it on the spot on that day, and I received um, that Ambassador Diver title, and it was one of the greatest joys of my life. I was super enthusiastic to be able to share the work that we were doing with the rest of the folks in the dive community and be able to have some marketing opportunities to get other people excited about uh, conservation as well. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I actually didn't know that story. And that is super cool. From there, you obviously, you know, had this amazing relationship with Project Aware, you formed this amazing relationship with Patty, you know, them uh, naming you a Patty Ambassadiver. And like I mentioned in the intro, you are now the Community Conservation Officer at Project mm -hmm. Aware. So I think that was like, uh, less than a year ago now, right, that you, you started working. Yeah specifically with and for Project AWARE. Um, can you describe what is your role? What does community conservation officer mean? Absolutely. So um, just about seven months ago, um, I left the Florida Keys to pursue my dream of working for the mothership. And here I am working for Project AWARE, uh, located inside of Patty headquarters in Rancho Santa Margarita, California. Very cool place inland, um, but there's a lot of exciting things happening here. My role is a new position at Project Aware. Um, I am a field officer, which means if you understand how Patty works as a scuba diving agency, they have regional managers in each region. And their goal is to uplift the members and supporters of the Patty and diving communities there to make sure they have resources they need to have successful programs, to make sure they understand the value of proper training, and to make sure that they're also um, working really hard to uplift their own communities as well. So my job is to work with the humans um, at dive centers in different communities throughout the world, specifically in the regions of Southeast Asia, Caribbean, um, the United States, and Latin America right now are my main driving uh, regions, um, where I will meet with dive centers to help them realize the potential of ocean conservation and how that can improve their business as well. Um, all throughout making opportunities for them to uplift their communities, to um, do more conservation actions, and to help move marine debris from their environment. And so you've actually been able to visit many, many dive sites in those regions that you just mentioned. Over the last six months, you have gotten to travel to some amazing paddy dive centers and really work with them, like you said, to inspire them to get involved in Project Aware ocean conservation efforts. What has that been like for you traveling and meeting all of these amazing scuba instructors and staff at these dive centers and really, you know, seeing what they're doing in the world of ocean conservation and also inspiring them to, to do more and, and in more strategic ways? I think it has been one of the most rewarding and uh, truly incredible experiences of my entire life. Because if I've learned anything from traveling all over Asia to Thailand, Australia, Indonesia, to the Caribbean, Latin America, the United States, and so on, it's that regardless of any language that people are speaking, at the end of the day, every single person I've met in the dive community does this because they love and truly love the ocean. I have found that working in the field of conservation, being able to express people's excitement for for going into the water and protecting the office is a big word that I've used, a big statement. It's that you want to protect the office. You want to be able to take people diving. You want to be able to show them the passion that you have for a place that you love, whether it be in Thailand, like I said, or the Caribbean or so on, to show them why you're here. And that language is absolutely universal. Um, people are enthusiastic. People roll out the red carpet for our arrivals. They're so excited to talk about the ocean and to share their passions for why they're in the scuba industry and how we can support each other during this time. What people are really most interested right now is to be able to get attention that they need to showcase the passions they have for 
doing things like ocean cleanups and protecting and, and doing coral restoration as well um, to improve their ocean environments right in front of their doorstep. Um, taking action to bring customers in to show them why they should come diving there. And there's so many good reasons to dive in all of these places because these people really make an experience worth having. Okay, so for any listeners out there that are, you know, maybe snorkelers or they, they're scuba divers as well, um, and they are thinking about getting involved with some ocean conservation efforts while they're actually in the water, maybe they're going to just go somewhere somewhere in their local area or maybe they're going on vacation, they want to get involved with a dive center somewhere halfway around the world. How can yeah. they actually get in touch with these dive centers, you know, some of which you've visited recently that are really so passionate about the ocean and also really doing an amazing job of involving divers that come to visit with them in taking care of their their local reef sites? Great question. So I firmly believe that if you are someone who may not be a diver, who are someone who may not even be a, an ocean uh, knower, who may not even have been in the ocean before, that there are many ways to get involved with uh, ocean conservation and being excited. First of which, you can rest assured that if you're going to go on vacation to somewhere tropical or somewhere with an ocean and there's a dive center nearby and you go and visit it, you will get to experience that level of excitement that I've spoke about briefly. That you will get to see um, the passion that people have for, for leading dives and, and why they want you to be a part of their experience. It's very, very easy to get involved with ocean conservation, especially for those who may not be people comfortable with the ocean or being divers at, at, at all. Like I said, if you're if you're a snorkeler and you want to make a difference, you can work with Reef and submit data just by looking at the fish you're seeing on your snorkels. That will help them paint a bigger picture of what's happening in those local environments. If you feel like you really love the ocean, but you know being in it is not for you, you know we can work together at Project Aware or with other organizations like the Ocean Conservancy and get you resources you need to lead beach cleanups because a lot of times maybe you want to be close to the ocean and that's enough, but you still you know want to make a difference. Cleaning up the beach is one of the most important things that we can do. It's it's the first line of defense from getting marine debris into our ocean and ecosystems and environments. And those actions make a huge difference in terms of protecting the rest of the ocean themselves. And of course, if you want to actually identify exact dive centers that are doing amazing work in the field of conservation, to get excited and dive with people that I've been able to experience with and also feel that level of excitement and engagement that you would. Um, you can always, always, always call Project Aware, email us with those kind of questions. And almost to the point of, let's say you're going on a vacation somewhere in particular and you just want to know what's happening there. You don't even. You can also plan your vacation around these trips or you can just go as planned and always ask us if there's something happening in our communities that we're going to attend. That is our job, is to share that information with you and we have visibility on those actions. So if you wanted to know, you know you're going to Belize and which dive center is really making a big splash in conservation, we can pinpoint you exactly to the right direction. Uh, and that is what we're here for, is to show people that it's not just us making a difference. Project Aware has done a lot of wonderful things with our 16 individuals, but it's our massive and ultimate dive community that makes the difference that we love supporting. We want to support those people in the field as much as we possibly can with the passion and excitement they have and the ability for you as a newcomer to the ocean to be involved and also experience that as well. Yeah, amazing, amazing. And listeners, if if you are interested in, you know, doing any of the above that Jack just mentioned, I highly recommend visiting projectaware.org project and then aware.org email them call them you can reach out on social media they're also on social media i highly recommend doing that if you are someone that loves the ocean and wants in any way 
shape or form to get involved with ocean conservation efforts while you're interacting with the ocean. And listeners beyond that, beyond connecting with Project Aware via their website, projectaware.org, or their social media channels, um, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, I also highly recommend checking out PADI, the certifying agency for scuba divers around the world. Uh, myself and Jack are both PADI scuba divers and we love it. I highly recommend checking out PADI.com as well as checking out PADI on social media, um, on Instagram, their PADI TV, and you can find PADI on Facebook and Twitter as well. So additionally, even beyond that, I do want to note that coming up here in just a few days after this podcast is published uh, is the start of Project Aware's Aware Week and Mm -hmm. it's a big celebration of everything that Project Aware is all about and it encourages um, scuba divers and dive centers around the world and non-scuba divers as well, uh, to, to get involved in everything that you know we've been talking about so far with Project AWARE and their mission to encourage ocean conservation. So Jack, can you touch a little bit on you know what's going on with Project AWARE, maybe some key things that Project AWARE is promoting with AWARE Week and some, some great examples of what AWARE Week's all about? Absolutely. So um, we're really excited that this year is our first um, inaugural Aware Week event, which is essentially a week's worth of getting dive centers and local communities involved in ocean conservation. Um, so what we're looking to do is hopefully get some more proper training done on marine debris awareness and dive against debris programs so that people know how to go in their own ocean environments and remove debris responsibly uh, with proper care. Can Listeners, you do, if you yeah. are a scuba diver, you can actually get specialty certifications through Project Aware and PADI, a dive against debris specialty and a Project Aware specialty, a different conservation-focused specialty certifications for diving that will enhance your mm-hmm. experience in the ocean conservation realm, like Jack said. Right. Um, and this is a great opportunity to find local dive centers who are taking that enthusiasm for ocean conservation and putting it into productivity. Uh, we've identified many, many events across communities, as well as encouraging dive centers and uh, conservation enthusiasts to take action during this time uh, to really document the work they're doing. Um, it really kicks off with that international coastal cleanup as well. So there'll be a lot of opportunities to, if you're not a diver, to get involved with many beach cleanups in different islands and different locations throughout the, the globe as well as being involved with uh, diving actions. And this is a really great time to get certified or to go out and, um, you know, take those diving skills to the next level and find an event near you where you can get trained in the conservation action and how you can make the ocean a better place just by diving in it. Mm -hmm. And participate in events because I know I'll be in the Florida Mm -hmm. Keys participating in some Dive Against Debris events and also some events with Reef. Definitely encourage all you guys out there, whether it's a beach cleanup, snorkel cleanup or a dive cleanup to get involved with Aware Week. If you do want to get involved in an Aware Week event, it is September 15th to the 23rd of 2018, coming right up. And you can visit patty.com slash aware dash week slash join. Um, you can also probably just Google, you know, Patty Project Aware Week yeah. joining the events and you can find that there so you can get involved directly with an event that is on our, our radar in terms of Aware Week. Um, And then beyond that, you can actually connect directly with Mr. Jack Fishman. Um, He is on social media. You can find him on Instagram. He's jackfish44 on Instagram. So if you wanted to send him a direct message and tell him how awesome he is or how inspiring he is, ask him questions, anything like that, you can connect with Jack there on social media. So Jack, I want to thank you so much for all the positive change that you're creating for the ocean. It is truly incredible, um, you know, from your 
upbringing scuba diving with your your parents having such a legacy of scuba diving as well to studying hospitality and tourism with such a focus of you know how can i best create spaces for humans to interact with the ocean and then all your work with reef rainbow reef patty project aware and beyond so i want to thank you for all of that and i also want to thank you for being on the show today i really enjoyed talking with you Thank you. Thank you so much, Allison. It's been an absolute uh, pleasure talking with you about this. Uh, and of course, I wanted to thank one more time, uh, the, really the entire dive community, because at the end of the day, it's the actions and hard work that they put in to make our ocean environment somewhere that people would love to flock to and experience. And um, we're really all here uh, to serve the ocean. No matter what our differences are, no matter what we end up experiencing and different experiences, we all speak the same language, and that's blue. And we're all here to see our office protected for years to come so that we can all enjoy these diving experiences and get people excited and passionate about um, ocean environments and all their beautiful and wonderful inhabitants. So, and thank all you the good so things much. they do yeah. for us as well. Yes, yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, again, Jack, thank you so much for being on the show, and I really enjoyed talking with you. You just heard Jack Fishman, Community Conservation Officer at Project AWARE, inspiring scuba divers around the world to become involved in ocean conservation efforts. To learn more about the topics discussed in this podcast, visit my website at oceanallison.com. And don't forget to check out Kraken Sports, high-quality scuba diving photo and video equipment, including my personal favorite, their universal smartphone dive housing. Learn more at krakensports.ca. And tune into next month's episode to hear another conversation between me and someone creating positive change for the ocean.